26 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select. That's so Dolphins talk with John Baker and Trigger Trey Proctor. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Dude, are we good? Dude, what did that seem in the league? If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black. Oh my god, we're back. Hello and welcome into another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bake Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. It is a glorious Week 12 win. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, mm-hmm. 34-13 against the Jets. Uh, it feels good, but if you're watching along on YouTube, make sure you uh, drop a like and subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter. Trey is at SadFinsFan. I am at the underscore Podski. And uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast, make sure you uh, still download, rate, review, subscribe. Helps the uh, show grow. So now that we got that out of the way. Went in. It's the ever-elusive huge win, but a huge loss game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turf monster in MetLife has taken another victim. Uh, Jalen Phillips out for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. Does this mean he tries to make a comeback for the Super Bowl if he gets the Aaron Rodgers treatment? I don't think he can. They already just needed him out for the season, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I still don't think he could get back in time for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Worst case scenario happened, uh, made it through, and then the entire game without anything terrible happening outside of, you know, possibly Tariq hurting his ankle again. But we got we got nipped. Uh, I, I think Holland is OK, but yeah, Holland seemed fine. They interviewed him after the game. He seemed fine. Um, I think, uh, yeah, losing using Jalen Phillips absolutely sucks. He was like starting to break out. It's a huge loss. Um I mean, I think the plus side of that is that uh, Van Ginkle has gotten plenty of time at the, as a defensive end position because Phillips was out for a game or two. Um, I think it finally gives Ogba the chance to, um, you know, do something with his money that we're paying him. Um, and I think also, you know, with the, you know, emergence of Chubb and Wilkins is getting a pass rush. I think we'll – don't get me – I'm not by any means saying it's not a huge loss, but I think the other side of it is that, um, it's not a Tua or Tyreek Hill loss, in my opinion, but it's still a huge loss to this team, especially with the way he was beginning to produce. Um, but overall, you know, I think it's good to go in and dominate a division opponent. Um, was never worried. You were still worried. I was never worried. Um, <laughs> you know, the glaring issue has got to be Tua's, you know, inability to um, – really not turn the ball over and clutch and not really clutch situation, just in general, it's not turn the ball over. It's another game where I believe we lost the turn or tied the turnover battle and still won, which is kind of wild to think about. I hate that. I hate that stat. It's I know. And at halftime, if we wouldn't have scored, if Holland didn't run back that, uh, that hail Mary, I was worried. And I was already like, this is the bullshit that I was talking (laughs) show. Like, this is, I don't understand Tua's, like, why he feels the need to force something that isn't there sometimes. Like, it's just like, that 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 pick that was on the DJ Reed had there at the end of the half, that was bad. Like, that was just straight up bad. And yeah. 
I, I just don't understand like what even the Eccles one was terrible. Like the pick six was awful. Like two yeah, late, so bad. Like two lazy throws consecutively. It was just like, what are we like? What are we doing? Like it didn't. He he, has. He literally was, has. The, he's the opposite of. Like obviously Josh Allen has the big arm and he gets arm arm ego, um, because of his arm strength. I think Tua gets arm ego because of his accuracy. Like I think like he literally thinks he can make any throw that requires or is in a tight window, um, which is absolutely won us a lot of games, scored us a lot of points. Like it's been overly successful. It's just we've got to figure out a way to harness that and you know, partner that with his usually good decision making. Um, but yeah, those two picks were were awful. Um, I can't even defend them. They were very, very bad throws. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, that's the immediate takeaways from the game. I don't really have anything else other than that. Like we literally handled business, went in and won convincingly never felt outside of the pick six that like the game was ever in jeopardy. Um, but the dolphins went in and won the first ever black Friday game. That was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, for, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, I think that the good, obviously, is that we're 8-3. and three. Uh, I guess the really big thing is that the defense really stood up and didn't really... I mean, they literally had clamps on that whole game. Like, it never felt like they were ever going to score. I mean, minus that one drive, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, look, we got the ground game going a little bit. Mostert got going. Uh, Jeff Wilson got going. I don't understand why we're bringing in. I thought that Miles Gaskin was out on the field number 37. And I was irate. Like I was thinking like, why is he out there? And then it wasn't even Miles Gaskin. Number 37 is cursed. If you're a running back is wearing number 37, don't, don't, no one is allowed to wear 37 anymore as a back for this team. Just don't. And if you're going to. Yeah. I thought that with 11, too. I thought that with 11, too, because Mike Wall is Devontae Parker. But Cedric Wilson makes big plays for us. So. Cedric Wilson has made big plays. The But, yeah, I I think, uh, yeah, obviously the good for me is getting the run game going. Um, uh, it's good to see our offensive line in general be able to pass protect. Um, dare I say, Liam Eikenberg looked good. Sneak peek for stock up, stock down, but. He looked pretty good at right guard. It might be his natural spot ski. So that's a little development. The talk about a story arc, man. If that guy somehow comes around, becomes an all pro right guard next year after, you know, what worries me is that he's going to play so well that we're going to talk ourselves into not signing Robert Hunt, who I, I think is a huge. Um, we have no choice but to sign Rob Hunt. I agree. Rob Hunt, Austin Jackson both need signed. Um, after that, we can figure the rest out. Connor Williams. Those three need signs. We cannot be replacing offensive linemen next year. We can figure out defensive linemen with Christian Will. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. A couple weeks from now. But yeah, I think, you know, the good has to be the defense. We have a top 10 defense in almost every category at this point. So that's great to see. Um, the yeah. offensive line look great. Like I said, Tyreek and Jalen both balled. Um, our playmakers made plays when we needed it to. Mostert is literally like number two in all rushing categories and leads the league in touchdowns. Like it's good to be a Dolphins fan right now and good to have Mostert in fantasy. Yeah, I have Mostert and I had Tyreek in fantasy. It was good. It's a good fantasy week. I've had a great fantasy year. Um, it's 
yeah, for me, I don't know if there's any other like other good things other than Bradley Chubb is living up to the hype. And I, I really don't think there's and there's just so many like good things. I mean, there's really hard any, any really bad things to really talk about other than the fact that, you know, the uh, the the bad for me is that we lost <laughs> the bad is that we lost Jalen Phillips. I don't think it gets any worse than that. Um, but I think to add a brighter note to the bad is that Emmanuel Ogba has played about 20 snap, 20% of the snaps for the year. And in those 20%, he's created three and a half sacks and, a, uh, and an interception. So in his limited role that he's had on the team, he's, he's made, he's had production. Now, I don't know if he's going up against ones or garbage time, like playing at Broncos or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't have that stat. But when he's been in there, he has made. He, I don't think that losing Phillips is about as bad as I mean, it's it's terrible. But I think that it's the uh, it's probably one of the reasons probably why Chris Greer didn't trade him at the at the trade deadline. Yeah, I thought he was going to be someone we were going to let go. I'm glad I'm at this point. I'm glad we didn't speak for depth purposes. Um I'd still like us to see him go out and look at Jack Leonard, but I mean, that's a whole different ball game, I guess. That puts Ginkle in a more traditional pass rush role. Um, but again, I think in terms of my bad, uh, you know, obviously to his decision-making on the two interceptions is a glaring bad for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the other bad for me is our high red zone efficiency. Like you and I were kind of talking about, we just were moving the ball up and down the field. Well, we just could not finish when we got into that red zone, that high red zone, which is weird because we have historically had a pretty good red zone offense. Um, So it's weird to see us not be able to execute on some of our stuff down there. Again, Tyreek dropped that ball. It should have been a touchdown Mm -hmm. on that fade hated the call, but it was an absolutely unbelievable throw that Tyreek dropped, which I think has to go into the bad, um, you know, Tyreek making, uh, big catches. That was a criticism coming out of Kansas City that when the moment was brightest, he sometimes um, shrunk in terms of catching the football. So it's something to keep an eye on. But um, that'd probably be the bad for me. Yeah, it's it's a really short list of bad and ugly. But the ugly for me is the turnovers. We the Tua cannot continue to turn the football over like that. It is he's had so many turnovers this year. Like he's had like nine lost fumbles. He's got is he in double digits now in interceptions? I think he's at eleven. Yeah, that's not like we got to limit those now. Um, and then the other ugly is that, you know, your bad is my ugly is that Tyreek, another Tyreek drop, even though it didn't really hurt us. It just would have been nice that he would like if it's in the midst, you, you got to catch it. No, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I agree 100 um, percent on to my ugly. Uh, it, it has to be our inability to gain one or two yards when we need it. I think sometimes McDaniel gets too cute um, with some of his stuff. And then when you couple that with Tua trying to be overly aggressive on top of the cuteness, like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a method for disaster. So I think towards the end of the game, when we needed to run the football, we did. So I hope that that kind of clicks to him that in short yardage, like just run the football. Like we, Jeff Wilson, most run the ball extremely hard, go behind Connor Williams and whoever you have a guard, and just make it happen. Get us a yard. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned Jeff Wilson because that literally puts us right into stock up. Jeff Wilson, stock up. Like, buddy, buddy's back in the lineup making a difference. And he is the power running game that this team desperately needs. It feels like we don't have any any sort of power running. Like, we need to get one to two yards. 
I don't think Mostert is the answer for that. And I don't think Ingold is the answer for that. It has to be like, if we need to line up in the I formation, we got to run ISO or blast or whatever we got to run. And it's got to be one to two yards. I would hopefully hope that Jeff Wilson can get that. And it's good to yeah. see he got in there and he was making some plays happen yesterday or two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree hundred uh, percent. Uh, uh, the other stock up for me, definitely Eichenberg in the fact that like the offensive line held up pretty well. Um, it looked shaky on that first play of the game there, but I think they settled in and everything went fine. Um, and I just I stock up on Holland. Huge stock up, even though that um, he may or may not gotten hurt. I'm pretty sure he's fine, but uh, huge. He stock interviewed after the game. He went to he went to interview after the game. He was hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those are my three stock ups. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't have anybody else for stock up on the three. Uh, stock up for me is really the whole offense as a whole. Um, I think people forget how good this Jets defense is allegedly supposed to be. And we moved the ball at will and scored, you know, what, 27 offensive points on them. Yeah. Um, I think that's like that speaks volumes to this offense being able to deliver in um, number one out of way games in mm-hmm. uh, oh. Uh, regardless, in a in a tough environment, the Jets are the Jets, but it's still a high energy environment. Only game on TV, basically a prime time slot. Like, I mean, it felt good to see the offense be able to move the ball efficiently. Um, and obviously, I said it to start the show, but sock up Liam Eikenberg, um, and really that offensive line as a whole. We have literally been cycling offensive linemen in and out, and they have delivered when needed. Um, so it's good to see that we have some depth at the position. And we kind of were worried about the. O-line going into this year, and it's really been a strong suit for us in most of our games. Like, it it hasn't, other than Connor Williams' snaps early on, it hasn't felt like um, the offensive line has really cost us a game, right? So I think that's been that's been a pleasure to see. Um, I would say stock up Teron Armstead if he didn't get hurt again. But, you know, he was having a pretty good game, back to kind of his old self, but he did get hurt again with his quad. I don't, I think he's day-to-day. I don't think it's as serious as, some had expected, but um, sucks yeah. to see him get hurt again. Uh, hopefully, Lamb can get healed up. Yeah, I didn't even realize because apparently Lamb got hurt during pregame warmups and hurt his back. So that is the story on him. I don't know uh, if he if he is also day to day. I believe too. So I mean, it's just the ever revolving door with um, with Teron Armstead. It's one week he's healthy and he plays great, and then by the end of the game he's hurt again. And they said that it's not as bad as what. Uh, Isaiah Wynn's quad injury was not even remotely close, but that he's probably he's day to day and could miss time. I, I like that we have a couple extra days uh, to get ready for Washington. So I think that'll help. But I, I don't think that Washington's defense is as bearing down as what the Jets defense was. No, um, they traded their two best defensive linemen. Right. So I, I would feel confident, you know, putting Teron or let maybe letting Lamb get the start next week as long as he's all right. So, um, but yeah, the uh, stock down, uh, it's it's got to be Tua based off of his based off his decision making. Um, I felt like, you know, if you minimize if you take away those two picks, like we probably score we score over forty on them. So, I I don't know. I don't. I just feel that. It's so unnecessary. It's a common theme, and I just I don't know. 
I don't know. I just feel like that it's 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 a it's an issue that we've had what three games in a row now. We're we're shooting. This one didn't cost us a game where we shot ourselves in the foot, but we definitely have done it the last three games, and now it's starting to become a trend. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's really the only stock down I have from the game is that um, you know I think he's got to find a way to be uh, you know a little uh, value the football a little bit more than he does right now. He's just getting overly aggressive when it's not necessary. Um, I think he just tries hero ball too much. Um, and really not even hero ball, I should say. It's just like the, the one or two stupid throws he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes them every game. It does not mean that it's going to turn into an interception every game, but there's one or two stupid throws he makes that sometimes he gets away with and sometimes turns into interceptions. For the most part, it's not the end of the world. But when those intercept, when they start turning into interceptions regularly, they start turning into pick sixes, they start hurting the team. That's when you have to look at it and say, okay, how can we allow him to continue to play freely, but without making these mistakes? And that's really the biggest stock down for us. Yeah. It, it's, it's hampering the whole team is the, is this turnover thing. So uh, I don't know if that I, I had heard on, I had heard in a video that people were blaming McDaniel for the turnovers, like him putting them, him giving these play calls, but I don't, I don't believe that. So I don't think that it's a McDaniel issue. I don't think it's a play calling issue. I think that it's players wanting to play hero ball and there's where the turnovers happen. Like we're scoreboard watching or we're watching. We're not, we're not, we're not focused on the little details is what it feels like. And that's when it happens. Right. Yeah. I agree hundred percent with you, man. Oh, yeah. by the way, the Patriots just missed a kick to lose. So that's a win. <laughs> franchise oh they're so bad a uh, couple stats from the game uh Tua sir is over 3,000 yards passing uh for consecutive years uh he did not hit the uh 300 yards I thought that you know I thought that was something that I really wanted to see out of this game was hopefully he hit over 300 um Mostert and Wilson combined were over uh, 100 yards each um and Waddle and both Hill were both over 100 yards so uh, Waddle led the way with 114 yards uh, receiving, and Tyreek is still on pace, which is good. So, uh, if we yep. want, okay, all good, all good. Let's get 2K. I guess the uh, I guess the only issue that I have thinking about Tyreek is that it his ankle always is an issue at some point in the season, and we've now hit that part of the season. His ankle last yeah. year and the Niners, and that hampered him for a couple weeks. Now we're back here this year with the Jets. Um, so I'm a little worried about that and worry about the hand. He said that he has a lot of balls with his body now instead of with the hands. So that's a little nerve wracking for me, uh, a little worrisome too. So, um, but yeah, there, there has been a little bit of uh development with Derek Barnett. The team has been, he, they're interested. I don't know if that means that they've contacted him or not, but I know that last week we mentioned on the show about Akeem Hicks. And added, possibly adding him and how he has been mentioned in the building by Lord Fangs. So, um, personally, I would rather sign Shaquille Leonard than sign Barnett and Hicks. But because I think Baker's walking in free agency, I think that Wilkins is walking in free agency. And I think that. You know, we are you, we loosely mentioned signing the linemen. The 
to add to that, the Dolphins are about to sacrifice the biggest contract that they've ever signed, ever. They're they're going to sign Tua to an enormous deal. It's going to be over $200 million. Mm-hmm. You don't sign a player to over $200 million unless you're going to protect your investment. So that's why I say I think that they are going to sign Williams and Hunt and they're going to shore up the line and it's going to come at a cost on the defense. So they're going to have to either find the depth in the draft or maybe that's why they signed Sealer because they knew that they were going to be able to sign Wilkins later. They're either going to have to find it in the draft. Or you're going to have to find guys on a vet men. So I think that adding somebody like a Hicks on a low vet would be possible. But I think that the Hicks and Leonard Hicks and Barnett are only to fix the problem right now this year. They're not long-term solutions, but I think that Shaq Leonard is a possible uh, not long-term solution, but a middle-term solution where we could find somebody and develop somebody for the middle of the field, but we can fix a huge hole that Jerome Baker just does not fill. Yeah. Although Necro Baker has been playing pretty well, so I don't want to just cut him out, but I can see Jerome Baker not taking a hometown discount. And I can see him heading out of town. I feel like he's going to be a saint. He just feels like someone's going to go play for the Saints. <laughs> wow, he really does feel like a future saint. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <He> really does. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're they're going to make it if we're being smart in the way that Greer is. Like all of those picks are Greer guys that are going to. Yeah. Get- so I feel like Greer wants to protect his not only his investments, but show like, hey, we're going to give these guys second contracts. So um, I feel like they cannot lose Connor Williams. I don't even care how much he costs. You got to sign him. Yeah, you got to sign him. I agree 100%. I support it. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's going on with Derek Barnett. If they are going to sign him, I know they talked about him, but I I don't know. We, we kind of already talked about how like we felt Ogba is the odd man out. So now he's the guy, so we need him. You have to figure it out. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You have to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, that puts a bow on the Jets for now. Uh, in terms of the schedule, we got the Commanders next weekend, 1 o'clock on Sunday, and then we got the Titans, and then we got the Jets one more time. So uh, if the all is right with the world, we should be looking at 11 and three going into the <laughs> Cowboys game. And I know that I said that we are destined for 11 and six. So I don't know if we're going to drop all three of them, but we'll see how the rest of the league shakes out by then. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys are doing the same thing that we're doing. Everyone wants to say that, you know, good, good teams, teams like the, the dolphins and the Cowboys are just beating up on bad teams. Okay, well, we're going to figure out who's the better one on Christmas Eve, and I certainly hope that it's the Dolphins and they don't ruin my Christmas. Yeah, they probably will ruin my Christmas, but yeah, there's no reason we're not 11-3 and going into that game. No reason. I, I mean, I said it two weeks ago when you said we were 9-7 and seven or whatever it was. Yeah. And I said, if we are, if we don't have 11 wins, I'm disappointed. So, like, we need to be 11-3, and three, and we – here's the thing. If we – win or if we go if we get to 11 wins and the bills lose two of their next three we win the division yes pretty much the jets have been eliminated with that loss yesterday they've they, i don't think they can mathematically make it to the playoffs in any scenario i could be yeah, wrong. which no one cares i mean they're poverty they were never gonna be any anyway but 
but we still know that Rogers is trying to get back. So I think he's, he's eyeing a return to come back to the team next week, I think is what they were saying. Like early December, he could, he literally could be making his, his start on that December 17th game. So um, I don't, I don't know if that really fixes their offensive line issues, but um, bring him over. I, I don't even care. Well, I would play the Jets with Rogers. That offensive line is atrocious. Not, yeah. So uh, we got the commanders next weekend. I, this is a battle for the top spot in passing in the uh, in passing yards because Sam Howell leads in passing right now. I would hope. I I mean I don't see how feel like if everything goes according to plan, two should be back on top, and the and the Commanders still have yet to have their bye week. So um, I feel like this could be a way for if Tua you know can cement that and be back uh, uh, firmly atop the the league in passing yards. Um, but I, I just don't see. I mean, th- this Commanders team is bad. Um, so bad. Their their defense is not good. Uh, their offense gets a little streaky every now and then. But I feel like uh, we've got the tools and we can we can clamp we clamp down on them. So um, yeah, this should be this should be a same like I said last week. It should be a three score win, and we need to another thirty four to thirteen game. I would yep be elated if that's what we're at. So yep. uh, Sunday one o'clock. I don't know if that is a fox. It's a fox game. I hate fox games. I hate fox games. They're so dingy. So yeah, there's no there's no uh, Kevin Harlan effect this week. Um, but then after that we go to ten or no, we are at home against Tennessee on Monday Night Football. So uh, I am excited for that one too because you know, now all of a sudden Tennessee is not great team. So yeah. And who knows? 11 and three. Um, but currently, as we're recording right now, uh, the Dolphins were uh, atop the spot, atop of first place in the AFC. So, I mean, obviously, whenever the other, as the rest of the weekend shakes out here, uh, they could just go right back to fourth. But uh, hopefully, the uh, Texans can pull out the win against the Jags. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. We got a. Hopefully that the we need we need the Eagles to beat the Bills too. The Eagles need to yeah, be, be huge. This is the ever, huge. This is going to be the ever elusive game where the Bills are going to figure it all out. And they're going to score hundred points. Yep. Just booking it right now. And everyone will say the Bills are better than the Dolphins again, and they're all the way back. Yep, 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 yep. That's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up. It's That's a, all I got, man. It's, really not, it's a light week, but there's really I don't know what more much more more we can talk about we're eight and three there's probably the best season outside of last year that we've been watching football dolphins football and it, there's not, not a lot of bad not a lot of great to say so uh hard yep, not- the texans are about to kick a uh 56 yard field goal to tie it right all right sprinkle the juju wiggity 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 time out jags but uh, yeah, the um, we got Hard Knocks Tuesday, so I actually am excited to see what they say uh, uh, leading up to Jets Week and during the Jets game. I'm excited to see what they say about that, like in house and all yeah. that. Uh, Javon Holland gets a cake this week as well. Yes, he does. So Jerome Baker. Oh, ooh, Romy Rome Bake. <laughs> that cake. Never mind. It's a 58 yard field goal for the Texans to tie it. Are they kicking it right now? Well, we'll they're lining up to kick it. It's live on that's a dolphin stock. A live reaction live, here. Live to tape. 
All righty. Lining up 58 yard in the red. The Texans red. Those, all red everything. Those reds are sick. I do enjoy those. This is a very long field goal from basically the eye of the Texan. From the <laughs> right nostril of the Texan logo. He kicks it. It is dead nuts. Off the crossbar, no good. Oh. Hit hit the front crossbar, no good. Didn't get enough dick in it. Jags are eight and three. Wow. Fins up. <laughs>